Dad Bod Rap Pod back once again, slapping you upside the head with hot hip hop takes. This episode, we are going to talk about a subject that is on the front burner again, very controversial, and that is ghost writing. Um, I am joined here. My name is Dem One, aka um, the Struggle Rap Artur. I am here with Nasty Nate LeBlanc. How's it going? What's up, everybody? Everything's good. Who ghostwrites your shit? <laughs> I wish someone would. Yeah, there's like a Canadian cat who does most of Nate's stuff. <laughs> and then we have Scribe God, Mr. David Ma. How's it going? Doing well, doing well. Good to see everybody. Glad to be back. Yeah, Glad man. Be back, man. Yeah, we, we in this thing. So there was a lot of, um, you know, consternation. There was a dust-up once again about ghostwriting. Um, somebody found an Instagram account for the person who wrote Cardi B's Be Careful. And dude is kind of like rapping it with the beat. Like Cardi just bought that shit like a pair of fucking red bottoms. And, <laughs> and just, she took the whole thing. And, yeah. and, and so there was this kind of like, okay, well, now she's inauthentic. I think there was this mm, mm. immediate yeah. kind of rush to and And that's kind of been the case when these ghostwriting things come up. Drake was accused of, yeah. of, uh, of having some ghostwriters on some fish shit. So yeah, so so how do we how do we feel about it? Ghostwriting. You know what? It, it I view it as an as an artistic transaction. It, it doesn't bother mm. me. You know, I mean, uh, you know, when people, you know, it's just because hip hop is like a culture that values authenticity so much. You know, but I mean, in the end, I mean, an album is recorded music, and you know, you don't get upset when you find out some pop song from the '90s was an original Tom Waits cut. You know right, what I mean? Right. And uh, you know, and I I care about it even less with big cats like Cardi or Drake. I mean, they're huge cogs in a system of other cogs. Mm. So it doesn't it does not bother me. And if anything, I mean, if you find out that RZA wrote some stuff for ODB, I mean, ODB probably um, breathed some life and flavor into some of RZA's verses, you know, yeah. or words. Yeah, and so that, that actually does, that actually did happen. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm yeah. saying. So shit, yeah, Shimmy is is notoriously. Yeah, it doesn't bother me. No? Nate? I think there are two classes of artists, and essentially it comes down to budget. Like, mm. I would be super bummed if I found out Big L didn't write his verses. Because right. okay. he's right. a lyrical okay. MC, and he right. made his name on having the hottest, you know, bars. But that's not the term he would use because that wasn't his era. But you know what I mean. Right. Yes. It, does it surprise me at all that Dre or Drake or Puffy or name huge pop act with huge budget doesn't write every word they say sure no totally, sure. totally. they're they're a living brand they're right. executive producing right. they have all this budget it mm-hmm. frankly puts food on the table of other people totally. people on the way up in the industry right mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and i think it's just we should really stop being shocked right right <laughs> that's more the issue for i mean me. you'd be a little disappointed if you found out like live at the barbecue was, was wasn't <laughs> written right, you know by right. nas but i mean i mean in the end it's only because it's a little bit so biographical based right i mean you're an mc what do you think about yeah. it so you know being an mc and and having been from a couple of angles i've known folks who have written stuff for others um i've been in situations where collaborative writing is is happening which i think Drake was a uh, was accused of using a ghostwriter, but he kind of posited it as you know, I have cats that you know we write together. You know what I'm saying? And and when you're trying to come up with really hit songs, sticky hooks, every other genre of music uses multiple writers. Beyonce has teams and teams of writers who who write that stuff. Um, but you know, I'm with you guys, except for the fact that you know, 
some of the great lyricists, you know, there's there's some some scuttlebutt that that Nas used some ghostwriting from Jay Electronica and and Stickman of Dead Prez on his Untitled joint. Um, you know, you have people like Rakim. Ch- check out my melody. There's a a, a lot of uh, Shan right evidence that it was written by MC Shan. Does it make it less of a record? I I don't no, think it does. No. And you I think I mean? especially within crews, it's teamwork. You know, yeah. so I don't view it. I, you know, I don't view it as that. As 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 uh, kind of like being false or phony. Now, if you don't write anything, no, and I now I think you. yeah, now I think there's something to that. So like right. Diddy, for example, Puffy, he so, writes checks. He doesn't right. write rhymes. <laughs> he writes checks. If you want to have a good time, search up Diddy's 2006 song Future, which is written by Pharrell Munch. Mm. Which is Diddy? It's Diddy, Diddy trying to do Pharrell Munch lyrics. Oh my wow. god! And he's doing it. Oh wow! No he's doing it. It's it's I'd love just, to know it's how hilarious. many takes that took. It wow. is so. It's it's to hear Pharrell Munch's kind of timing Ooh. and voice through Diddy. It's surreal. Almost. Wow. I, 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 I need to look that. I'm up. glad I missed it when it came out. But oh. is that on uh, Last Train to Paris? Is that that record, the Diddy record? I think that was about the time that came out. It might L6, be a little later. Something like that. Yeah. Something um, like that. Yeah. That's like kind of a, everyone's like, oh, that's, a, that's underrated. That, that like has like a kind Ooh. of good reputation among the hip-hop you know, I'll, I'll say, I'll okay. say this. Diddy always produces a nice record. It's always mixed well. Sure. It's always, he uses top-notch producers. You know, am, am I going to play Been Around the World? Um Nowadays, no, but there's some of that stuff that he he has, but I don't know if that was that record. I know that it that this record that Pharaoh Much wrote, which is transparently Pharaoh Much, right, mm-hmm. is just the most hilarious example wow. of ghostwriting. Next to maybe Dr. Dre's um, "Still Dre," uh, clear. written by which is Jay Z, Jay Z, and you can just hear it, like mm-hmm. right. I'm actually now that we're talking about ghostwriting, I'm proposing right now, and I hope hip hop gets behind me on this. We need a Dr. Dre moratorium. <laughs> I think we need Dr. Dre not rapping anything anymore. It's Maybe inter- anymore. It's interesting because in the what it, I forget what the uh, Beats commercial documentary is called. We've talked about it a couple times on here um, with Defiant Jimmy Iovine. Oh, Defiant the Defiant ones. ones. The Thank Defiant you. Ones. Um, he says he's never liked his presence on the mic, right. that he's not a good rapper. I've been saying that for years. Totally. So it's like, totally. we know, dude. Totally. Um, totally. You can be Dr. Dre now and just put, put people on. I guess I never heard that Compton album because it's like an Apple Music exclusive and don't. I don't have it. Yeah. <laughs> don't so, do it. Yeah. I guess I don't need to worry about that anymore. But I think um, the ghost writing controversy that I looked up today when I was doing my research for the show was Skills. Mad skills. Oh, he wrote a bunch. Yeah, yeah. and he yeah. has a song where he calls it. He like they apparently he used to he used to be one of the biggest ghostwriters in the game, kind of for the bad boy era. Mm. Um, and then they didn't pay him, so he at a show he did his song Ghostwriter with all but, the bleeps taken in the out. Names. Yeah, yeah. He, oh, so I watched wow. the YouTube video. It's incredibly anticlimactic now because it's like. Oh man, little Kim, huh? <laughs> I'm shocked and also a little hurt. You know, it's just like I don't, I don't, I don't really. Care. You know, it reminds me of those uh, Biggie demos where he recorded like you know the, those unfinished sort of broad strokes of those little Kim tracks. Yeah, and it's see that's so good though. When yes. it works, it works. When you when you're like propelling the mechanism and putting things in. I mean, know? wouldn't it be great if Eminem found somebody who didn't have an annoying grating voice totally. and, and wasn't bound by his narrative yeah. right. and wrote for them? Right. Yeah. Like I. I think that um, maybe as as a culture matures, we'll we'll start to stop being so kind of Pollyanna 
about that. But I do think there is this idea, and somebody put it to me this way, is like they don't want to hear a rapper sing someone else's lyrics in the same way that they don't want to see a folk singer um, kind of doing some other stuff. They want that singer-songwriter kind of feel. And I go, even the folk singers will do a, a fucking cover. Yeah. Yeah. If it's a real folk song, that means it's kind of always it's for existed. Other people. Yeah. Right. It's like yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's everything's an interpretation of something. Yeah. Um, I think people are a little too precious about this. It needs to stop kind of being a controversy, but also like just read the credits. Right. It's, yeah. Is it ghostwriting <laughs> yeah. if you credit them? Right. right. That's right. that's the new model of doing it. If you look at the uh credits of My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, which is one of the best records of this century, yep. there's about 40 people credited on each song. Absolutely. So Absolutely. Who, the dude who, who went on the pizza song? run. Got, yeah, yeah, totally. And apparently Kanye cashes everyone out. Mm. That's it's dope, like man. He's like really good about That's giving dope. credit and paying uh, yeah. on the spot in cash to people who contributed a little idea for a hook or yeah, something that yeah. didn't make the cut. He's n- notoriously generous yeah. in those like i guess apparently they're all on top of a mountain in wyoming recording well that's what i right heard now. right yeah, yeah, yeah it's there's there's something going on in wyoming and i'm thinking how odd must those store runs be i know <laughs> like when kanye just comes through kind of you know draped in that post-apocalyptic gear that he'd be rocking and and kind of like you know i want a six-pack and and some blunts and and butte, some cheetos, you know, butte is montana i don't even know what's in wyoming uh jackson hole that's a real place. I, whatever porn you watch is up to you. Bro. I'm not, I'm not here to bonos. Um, so, and, and sometimes I think you're hearing Kanye be Kanye, and sometimes you're hearing him be like "Say Hi to Prince." Sure. And sure. whatever, or whatever fits fest, the song. Right. Consequence. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. I think whatever fits the song at this point. I, I can't really get too upset about it, but um, I know there's a lot of purists out there. I have spent time as a purist. It's I get where that side is coming yeah. from 100%. But you know, it's like these dudes who get mad that Cardi B has a ghostwriter. It's like it, her music's not for you anyway. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. And it, it's not as if it's it's this kind of like monument to lyricism. Totally, totally. Um, you know, and and I kind of feel like we should I don't know, we should embrace the collaborative. Why does the MC have to be this like you have to think all the dope thoughts by yourself. Yeah, right, one hundred percent. Yeah, Stevie Wonder wasn't doing that. Like, right. he had he right. had people to come in and help. And I think well, Jam Master Jay, right? I mean, such of the nucleus creative force as well. Absolutely. So, how about this? As we're talking about ghostwriting, uh, there's a lot of evidence to suggest Run DMC wrote large parts of "License to Ill." Mm. Um, uh, which I, what is it? Slow I, and low. For I've read sure, that right? before, and I feel like yeah. m- maybe it, it's a little bit. Um, put into your brain but i feel like you can kind of hear it right you can when yeah. you listen to paul revere and i go think of of rev run doing it and i'm mm-hmm. like oh shit like this is kind really of a better song <laughs> <laughs> i love that song but you know yeah. Yeah. who does it yeah. who does it it's um, okay okay so ghostwriting is you know not as bad as you might think um but i'll give you this in closing there are a couple of websites where you can go um, I'm not going to shout them out just because they didn't pay us, but there are a couple <laughs> of websites where you can go. We're sponsored by ghostwriter.com. And there's something <laughs> like that. It's like, and you could buy verses and they got multiple categories. Like you could wow. be like, I want a trap verse. I want a conscious verse. Wow. I swear to God, that shit's corny. Wow. So, so here's maybe where we draw the line. If you're soliciting verses online... <laughs> Stop. Email dad by rap pod. I'll, I'll hook you up. I got him on the low low. Um, if you need that work here at the dad by rap pod.
Don't tell me Bugs know. Bunny didn't write his own shit. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Doc? <laughs> Damn it, damn it. No All authenticity, right. dude. Punch-ins. Mi- miss, missed opportunity. All right. Uh, Dad Bod, Rap Pod. We are here at Tone Freak Studios. We have another incredible interview. We're all over the place. We've interviewed hip-hop legends, journalists. Um, we've got a dope interview with Vic Spencer, um, MC out of Chicago, who Nate introduced us to, um, I believe, on episode 15 or so um, of, of new shit that, that he liked and um, super dope guy. He styles himself in the, in the frame of like Sean Price and MF Doom and, and kind of a, a red man, mm-hmm. you know, rough, rugged and raw type of MC. Uh, he was gracious enough to, to rap with us about, um, you know, his approach to making the music, um, some interesting tidbits about Chicago. Um, for those of you that don't know. So, Check this out. This is our interview with what did he he called himself? He's the king of living. He's the king. <laughs> I you, love that. He's I the king of living. Wow. Yeah, he's the king of living on Twitter. And he was like, I'm the dopest. He kind of qualified himself out of Chicago. He's, he's he like feels the, he's like the last or the only kind of like real yeah, hip hop lyrical MC. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 real kind of lyrical chef of of Chicago. So. Check it out. Here's our interview with Vic Spencer. Vic Spencer. Yo, neighbor, how you feel? We want to talk about your career, but I just want to start with a quick question to tie it into our episode. Um, We're talking about ghostwriting. And um, so Uh I was wondering if you could kind of touch on the phenomenon of uh, rappers who don't write their own rhymes and how you feel about that. Uh, I feel like, man, they cheating. (laughs) <laughs> well, well, initially that's my that's my first instinct. Though mm. they cheat, you know what I'm saying? Yes. It's like, yeah, you got the money to do it, and you got you know it's like being lazy. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think that's part of the craft or the art. You know what I'm saying? If it's if it's your art, then you should be pinning every word. You mm. know what I'm saying? Absolutely. If it's yours, you know what I'm saying? You're gonna go claim it, and if and, and if that's what music is considered art, then plagiarizing, man, paying people to plagiarize for you, man, is, is cheap. <laughs> would, you, would you do it, though? Uh, no. Nah. I mean, if I had a point to prove as far as, like, trying to make a hit, I guess. Mm, mm. I guess people do ghostwrite because somebody's good at something that they're not. Right, right. So if I'm, if I'm not good at making hits or, like, radio hits, per se, Right. And, uh, you know what I'm saying? I, I might have to, I might have to, you know, go that route. But I'm not even considering, <laughs> I don't care about the radio hits, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's not your lane, and that's what, uh, that's what we're feeling about you and your career so far. So can we go back to the beginning and talk about uh, who were your rap heroes growing up? Man, Sean Price, Red Man, MF Doom, mm. pretty much. Yeah. You know, those guys, though. That was, you know, that they got that it really influenced me to pick up a pen, and, and, and uh, I listened to all kinds of music back then. But I would to contribute to be picking up a pen. Those three guys. That's that's a great list. Wow. Um, so, how old were you, or where were you in your life when you started to take rap seriously and try to forge a career? Uh, I was in a group home. This was ninety five, ninety nine. It's ninety six. I was in a group home. I was uh I was really big on hooping. I was really 
was really a big hookah star. You know what I mean? And then, you know, being in these group homes, they got different restrictions. So it enabled, it, it disabled me to, uh, to not play basketball, uh, on the level that I was. I was invited to Alonzo Morning basketball camp back in 96. And it got taken away, you know what I'm saying, from being in uh, institutions. So I just was like, ah, you know, took the L. So instead of, you know, frustrating, pointing the finger at people, I just like, man, I got to figure out something else to do to keep me away from people. You know what I'm saying? So I just started pinning, pinning raps. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Um. Can we talk to you a little bit about Chicago? Yeah. Yeah. So, so how is is being from Chicago kind of kind of shaped you? You talked a little bit about your group home experience, but kind of how was it on the come up in uh in 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 the shy and kind of what is that? We know a lot about you know the mainstream stars that come from there, but kind of what is that underground scene uh-huh. like? Uh. Staying hungry and the, and the mentality of staying hungry. I think mm-hmm. a lot of guys that I'm going to speak from, speaking from my realm, which is the underground, I think a lot of guys just want to have that uh, that personality of staying hungry. Because if you show that you're not, you show that you're not hungry, then it seems like you're you're happy at the state of, that you're in. You know what I mean? And sometimes being hungry, man, it, it, it's a whole different competitiveness. You know, when it comes to being hungry. So I think people like to be in their comfort zone as far as, uh, as far as making the kind of music that they want to make. I feel like sometimes as a, as an artist, you should also, you should always, you know, push it to the limit. Whatever you're doing, you push it to the limit. You don't want to limit yourself to the underground or per se, you know. But, you know, a lot of people think that I'm not underground. You know what I'm saying? They just say that I'm, you know, one of those guys that's at the top tier of the rap game as far as hardcore rap coming from Chicago. And I feel like some people just want to see that more than anything. Like, because it's like there's no type of hardcoreness coming from Chicago except me on the level where I'm doing it. You know what I mean? It's not a lot of, it's not, a, it's not, it's not that. It's not a competitor. Like, I'm not competing against nobody, but it's more so like nobody's really doing the level, the kind of music that I'm doing in Chicago. It's more like the drill scene, mm. the trap scene, it's the popcorn candy rap scene. You know what I'm saying? I, and and, and, and that, all of that is fine. But also, it's some people out here that still like rib tips, you feel me? Yeah. There's some people out here that still like chitlins, you feel me? So that shit has to be an option. You know what I'm saying? It, so it has to be an option on the table. It has to be every like you know what I'm saying. I, that's why I, I feel like man, it's a it, it needs to have some sort of balance in the game. I think it's a lot of hungry Chicago artists. You know what I mean? But it's just like at the level that I'm doing it right now. Like I think all the eyes on me when it comes to uh, hardcore hip hop from Chicago, and I want to be able to I want to be able to say, man, well, we got a Chicago Sean Price. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We got a Chicago MF Doom. We mm-hmm. got one of those guys. You're looking at them right now. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I want to be able to live up to that because we don't have that. We don't have that 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 aspect of of uh, of hip hop coming from out of Chicago. So I want to be able to hold uh, hold the torch 
Mm-hmm. You know what? Um, one of your videos, it features a picture of uh, Rahm Emanuel, and I want to see, and you know, you touched a little bit on uh, Chicago. How does Chicago politics... You say who is the video featured on? Uh, Rahm Emanuel? Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Talk a little bit about how Chicago, how, how Chicago politics, uh, you know, seeps into your writing and affects what you do. Oh, man. You know what, man? It's funny that you say that, man, because I try to stay away from that. It was kind of, it was funny, man, that relapse video. Shout out to you keeping me in the, in the relapse video. <laughs> with me and Rob, man, anywhere. That's funny. But, uh, I actually shot that video in the group home that I lived in, oh, wow. so that was that, that 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 was pretty amazing. But uh, we, I, I, I really don't have no real attachments to mm. the Romney Manual now versus sure. the Romney Manual back then. <laughs> I don't think that he was running for mayor at that time. I think he was uh, damn, I forgot what he was, but he was uh, you know, he was he was doing more advocate work for young people at that time, and he was working with the group home agency. Mm. That I that I happen to be living in, and, and you know that's how I was had an opportunity to meet him. But now, Iran Manuel, that mug is a beast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I ain't trust you, man. I look at that video and be like, dang, I was standing on the side of this guy, man. This guy is is turning Chicago into New York down there, man. <laughs> and then uh, it was uh, it was also uh, a time uh, this past Father's Day. That passed. I got invited to this event, um, Fathers Forever, or something like that. I forgot the name of it. Blame it on the trees. But I got invited <laughs> to this event, and and it, and it was a highlight of, uh, of of fathers that's out here, you know, holding down for their youngins. And you know, I feel like a lot of days go by in the year, and Father's Day is one of those one of those days. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not highly promoted, highly yep. glorified. So to see this day, you know, uh, take place and me being a part of it, it did open my eyes. And and then surprisingly, uh, Ronnie Manuel was there with his kids, <laughs> and, um, and he is. And, and they called me up. They, they, you know, like they they it was like fifty fathers, and mm-hmm. um, they called all the fathers up in alphabetical order. And you know, I was on stage. Here I am. On, I think the picture is up on um, the video is up on my Instagram. You got to go back. Yeah. Where well, I walk up, they, they, you know, they, they read off all my accolades, and I didn't put in the accolades that I was a, a rapper. I put, you know, you know, I just take care of my kids, and I work for a youth advocate program and stuff like that. And, and the person that was reading the stuff off was like, he forgot to mention that he's a dope <laughs> rapper, too. <laughs> so I'm walking up, and, you know, sure enough, there's Robbie Manuel right there. He shakes my hand and everything, man. He's like, yeah, why you didn't put you in this rap? No, I'm like, no, nah, I don't just rap, man. You know what I'm saying? That was it. But as far as that, that's as far as I got with Robbie Manuel. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> man, the full circle right there. Everybody's on right. his ass. Uh, yeah, everybody's on his ass right now. That's hilarious. <laughs> Um, so I want to kind of get back to music a little bit. I, I find you to be a, a really interesting beat picker. Like you choose really interesting, yeah. like wild beats. Can you talk about your process for mm-hmm. how you decide what to rap on? Uh, I feel like, man, I, I feel like Big Spencer as a, as a unit is, is, is all in one. You know what I'm saying? He's a lyricist. He's a, he, he's listening. 
You know what I'm saying? And also, he's his own A and R. Right. You know, I feel like man, a lot of a lot of things don't go on if it don't touch your soul. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing as with music. So I put that I put that same formula, and when I'm listening to beats, I, I, lately I've been listening to a uh, single producer with tons of beats and having listening sessions and vibing out, and that's how I'm able to you know capture and get the best beats. Um, I was with Westside Gun last week, right? Mm. And I was at his crib. He's playing. He's playing these super cold records, and then I'm playing records off my next album. Uh, well, I don't know if it's my next album, but it was something that I'm working on. Uh, actually, part two to Spencer for Hire. Oh, nice. I'm playing that for him. Yeah, I, I'm playing that for him. And he's like, "Yo, who made these beats, bro?" <laughs> like Sonny Jim made these beats. Like, bro, bro, man, why ain't you sending me nothing like this? You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I can see. I can see why, uh, yeah, you know, now I, 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 I understand, you know what I mean? I'm like, man, I, I guess me listening down, observing these beats, man, that stuff really matters because, you know, you can you can actually take away what a person actually, what, what music actually touched the soul of another person just mm-hmm. by listening to it. So, so when you say, man, Dick, you take these crazy, uh, man, because it hit my soul, you know what I'm saying? Now yeah. my job is to, now my job is to share why why I hit my soul with the rest of the world. Sure. So now that you ask me that, I think that I think the music is working. <laughs> Absolutely, oh, for sure, right on, for sure. Who who's your kind of dream producer collab? Somebody you haven't you haven't been able to work with as of yet? Alchemist, mm. yeah, Alchemist. That would be hard. Alchemist, man. Mm. Yeah, Alchemist. I, 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 I'll be in. I'll be. I'll be in L.A. On Wednesday, my one of my main goals is <laughs> I, now I got a full itinerary when I get out there. But the something that's not on there is going to Alchemist House, man. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm a hoping friend that one of my music, one of my music friends, just gives me that opportunity to make that happen. And all I want to do is just play him some work. So I don't want to, you know, I don't want to say, man, give me some beats. I just want him to hear. Yeah. What I got going on, you know yeah. what I'm saying? My next couple of projects, you know what I'm saying? I think they're very heavy. I think that that I'm going to really make a statement with these next couple of projects. If I haven't already, it's really going to be a real big statement. It's slapping the face of uh, these next couple, next few projects. Mm. Man, I got Good. a project with, uh, with A-Villa. I think that's probably the next project that drops, um, then I have my solo album. Then I have this uh, part two, Dispenser for Hire. Those are, and then I'm working on the next Chris Spencer album with Chris Christ. So those are, you know, I'm, man, I feel like I got work all the way ready yeah, <laughs> for 2022 already. You know, hey, all the Absolutely. way up to 2022, you know what I'm saying? So I feel good about that. Just being in that, in that position to be ready for opportunity. You know what I mean? It just mm-hmm. makes me feel like, man, I'm ready to make a statement this year. Okay, okay. You know, um, so f- sort of for the um, for the uninitiated, I mean, your your career is on the rise. If you had one song of yours that you'd like cats to check out, which one would that be? Oh shit! Does it have to be one of the joints that's got videos? Or... <laughs> no, no, no. Whatever, whatever you think is the best representation. Um. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh, man. I would want somebody to check out the Big Ghost album in its entire. Okay, okay, okay. Perfect. 
Yeah, uh, that's honestly, that's how we got up on you. Um, I don't. I just. I. I don't know exactly how we stumbled across it, but I feel like I. I got the late pass on your whole career, just kind of catching the vibe on that one. Um, it's a really, really, really good album. I'm. I'm so glad there's another part two coming. Um, can you kind of talk about how, like, what role each person plays? Like Big Ghost, Sunny Jim, you. Like, how does the collaboration work? Um. Well, it's, it's simple. It's a, it, I just like when you ask me about how I pick beats. I've been trying to think of ways to not be making conceptual conceptual albums. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what I do is, is try to um, it's, it's challenge myself to do uh, work with people that people won't be able to work with. You know what I'm saying? Like getting Ironside hacks on, on the intro. I don't believe that nobody can do that. Right. I don't even think Sean Price could do that if he was alive. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but that's, but, but Hex, but Hex loves me because Sean Price loves me. So, you know, it's a, it's, it's a family ordeal. And, uh, I just like to take advantage of what I know, who I know. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to use, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm be ready for these opportunities. So when you get, when you, when you talk about Spencer for Hire and how it's brought together, um, I went in and did all the songs. Of course, that was, it, it took me about like two and a half months to record everything okay. and then um, get the features. And then I started thinking like, well, how can I make this shit better than the Ghost of Lip? So I said, I'll get all my spirit animals who mm. I believe that talks a lot of trash on social media and I, everything they say, I believe in it. And I'll make them the concept of the album. You know what I'm saying? They'll be they'll be role players. You know what I'm saying? Just like and and lead, they have leading roles. Just like in Spencer for Hire in the movie, they had leading roles. They had special guests. They had you know what I'm saying? So I try to instill that in conceptual wise. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So you get Hex Murder on the intro. You get Big Ghost to do a remix of a song. Now here's something that he wouldn't do. You know, you ask Big mm. Ghost, he wouldn't. Big Ghost is only interested in doing Big Ghost Limited. You know what I'm saying? They just do an album for one person and then that's it. You don't ever hear uh, a whole album and then you got production from Big Ghost on it. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. never it's never been that way. So I broke, I, I made history with that. And then having House Shoes, mm-hmm. which is Shay Dilla's DJ, narrate the whole album. Yeah. Now mm-hmm. how... You know, I, now all of these guys, all three of these guys, they talk a, a amount of uh, facts on social media that I happen to agree with or I happen to side with, not because I know them. It's just because they just be speaking some realness. You know what I'm saying? I think I'll be speaking some realness. I feel like, man, all of us come together and speak the realness that we have a whole realness conglomerate. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it really works and it's, and it's genuine. You know what I'm saying? So, yes. That's all I'll be really trying to see. See if I can outwork myself, take yeah. advantage of who I know, and make opportunities out of it. So, I'm, and I'm glad it worked out that way. Absolutely. And you can tell that, you know, I have not met Ed Ironside Hex. I have not met Sonny Jim. Only person, I have not met Big Ghost, you know what I'm saying? Wow. But I met mm. House Shoes. But these guys, you know what I'm saying? These guys are added big Spencer fans. And, um, and, and you could tell before the project was even done, like, you know, they were. Like to to be just like man, I say no more, Vic man. Like wow, I wasn't ex- I wasn't expecting the quick response from those guys. I thought it was going to take a long time. They were man. <laughs> 
I was blown away how quick that album was done. And now the part two is done. It took me less than two months and a half to complete. Mm. You know what I mean? And, and it's amazing. I think that is better than, I think it's better than the, than, than the first Fence of the High. And that's, and that's just, man, it's amazing. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, um, a lot of emotion. Not, not as far as with the songs of what the song's about, but the way out, the, the drive was very emotional. You know what I'm saying? Like B-Rolls, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm going to be thinking about that a lot, the non-concept concept album. The mm. concept is to do everything differently and not have like the crutch of a framework of a concept right. album. You have to make every song yeah, good. I find that you know, fascinating. Yeah, because you know, when you think of Spencer for High, you already thinking like, oh man, this guy got some shit from the movie and you know, <laughs> and, you know, from the series and you know, this is a conceptual, you know, but you don't get that when you listen to the album. Right. You get, you know what I'm saying? You get something that, with the, the the concept is me putting all these people together. That's right. the concept. Mm. That's what you get. You know what I'm saying? Because you would never see that type that type happening. You wouldn't see that happening. You don't see guys. You don't see uh, rappers best friends on songs with them. You know what I'm saying? As right. opposed to my man D. Brash being on all my albums. You know what I'm saying? So people, a lot of a lot of like major releases and stuff like that. You don't see them tapping into their cultural resources. You know what I'm saying? They always trying to stretch it to the limit. You know what I mean? I just find myself not to be uh so outlandish to the point <laughs> everything looks natural when it when it when it really is. You know what I'm saying? I just yeah. that I just ask for these I just ask for this stuff to get done and then hit voila it's done. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, dude. Thank you so much. Um, really appreciate your time. Um, we're uh, excited to hear about all your upcoming projects. We're uh, we you know congratulate you on your success, and uh, we just want to say thanks. Yeah. Appreciate it. Man, thank you guys. Thank you guys for having me, man. Appreciate you guys reaching out and um, and lending your ears to the work. You guys going to be you know no no matter how late you guys got on, you know, <laughs> and the fact that you're on it is is what matters. And I, I promise to not let you down. Absolutely. It's always going to be quality. And I'm going to make you guys proud, man. I appreciate you guys. Awesome. Mm, Thanks, appreciate Vic. You, man. Have a good one. Right, Have a good one, bro. Appreciate you. All right. You too, guys. Later. Peace. Peace. And a one and a two. We want to thank you for listening to another dope episode of the Dad Bod Rap Pod more fly conversation and interviews coming your way every week. You can find the podcast on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash dadbodrappod. And we're always down to interact with you on Twitter at dadbodrappod, all spelled out. Subscribe on Stitcher, Google Play, and iTunes.